Thanks for tuning into the Canadian Beacon Podcast. Canadian events for the regular people. Okay, welcome everybody. It's the Canadian Beacon Podcast. Uh, I'm good old Wednesday night, uh, August 9th. Uh, we're back. Um, uh, again, we are. We miss our, our good friend and colleague, Paul, uh, and uh, his uh, absence is uh, distinctly uh, marked. Uh, so w- what do you say there, Todd? What can you say? Yeah. It's um, sad, yeah. and he will be missed. And Brian, how are you tonight? Oh, tired. Tired. Yeah, long day's work. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm just just getting home at seven o'clock. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it's a long day when it starts at five thirty. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. here we are. Um, I guess moving forward, um, we've got some interesting stuff on the go tonight. I guess. Uh, let's, uh, let's kind of make it a, on a light note. This, this, uh, why don't we talk a, a little bit about, uh, the, the UFO, uh, stuff that's going on. Um, what I'll do is, uh, Brian, I'll lead in with what you had earlier there. Go ahead, buddy. Oh yeah. Apparently there's a UFO or aliens, seven foot tall aliens in Peru are attacking people and they started calling them the face peelers, not skinners. I was wrong. It's face peelers. Oh Yeah. So uh, huh. they're they're dermatologists. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, probably. Same difference, right? Yeah. Hmm. You were just there. Uh, yeah, uh, we were just there. I was going to say could have got an M4 and uh, gone to help the. Uh, hey, you could have been locals, the first person right? with a an alien head mounted on your wall. That's right. But yeah, that uh, I saw an interesting thing uh, about that. They're talking about. They said, "Oh, well, big deal. They're only seven foot tall." And uh, somebody uh, made mention. Have you seen a Peruvian lately? <laughs> yeah, Peruvians, they tend to be tiny, eh? Yeah, they tend to be uh, under under five foot tall. In many cases, uh, a, mm-hmm. a large percentage of them. So it's uh, it's quite a different uh, area to uh, comparative North America. I think their average height for the males were running about five foot four to five foot six. Um, that uh, fascinating country, but uh, yeah, aliens. Out, where about were these aliens out in the out in the boonies or? Uh- in a rural Peruvian district, where's this called? Oh, okay. The Ikidu tribe from San Antonio. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. so the the aliens weren't like just Argentinians crossing the border then? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think yeah, Argentinians had... grow to be seven feet yeah. either. Yeah, and there's they another. Large... Uh... Oh, go ahead. Todd? They supposedly had large heads and yellow eyes. Oh wow. Uh, apparently, there was one uh, one instance where, um, after a, 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 it looked like a ship landed or something like that, and two ladies saw a, a small, about four foot tall, green uh, 
figurine with big red eyes. And apparently uh, a policeman wrestled, chased after it and wrestled the, 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 the creature down and took it into custody. And then he died about a month later from an uh, unknown bio- uh, bacterial infection. Yeah, that, I was going to ask, do you think that's bravery or stupidity? Yeah, I wouldn't want to be touching them. No. Well, it's it's, it's going to be something very similar to uh, the blanket incident in North America, right? The blanket? Yeah. Oh, with, the, with smallpox. <laughs> with smallpox, yeah. right? Like, yeah, this it's introduced a new uh, it, contagion into the society. It, it's and... something completely alien to your your body and your immune system that would have no defense built up whatsoever. Even if it's something as simple as the common cold for them, right? Like it could be detrimental to you. That's right. Yeah. So that uh, ended up in the demise of the the one police officer, and uh, that was a a little bit prior to this seven foot tall alien thing going on, but that was in the same general area. It was in Brazil and uh, Peru, uh, either Hmm. side of the the mountain range, I guess, apparently that they were having that complaint. But yeah, yeah. UFOs in general, uh, the U S Congress is having uh, hearings right now on uh, UFOs and the one whistleblower uh, has come forward saying that uh, the U S has numerous not just one or two, but numerous, several to 12 or more uh, spacecraft, crash spacecraft from extraterrestrials that, that they're trying to uh, do the back science on them and then try to figure out how they work and stuff. So that's well, kinda... why only the United States? No, but that's no, not this, just the United this, States. This is all uh, over. It's... Every major country is going to have something similar going on. They're just less likely to talk about it because they're serious countries. Yeah. Except in Canada, because we don't have anyone to shoot them down. Well, we 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 actually have had quite a few uh, UFO incidents in Canada throughout our history. Yeah, pretty crazy one in St. John's or whatever in the in the harbor that uh, supposedly crashed in the water and. yeah. Canadian uh, ships basically recovered something from that. Apparently, and also yeah. I heard there's been several recoveries by uh, Russian, uh, Iranian, and also Chinese and Indian uh, militaries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm um... I, I'm kind of suspicious that maybe the people flying the, the UFOs all came from China. Or Uranus. <laughs> I had to get that in there. Yeah, yeah. I just because of their, their flying habits. That's all. That's what. I'm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something wrong. Yeah. Bang ding ow. Bang ding ow. That's not, oh, yeah. not good. Uh, oh, yeah, it's, I. The question is. You know, just physics and the idea of traveling, even at the speed of light, these objects, if they exist, can't be coming from that far away. No, they have to be relatively nearby. Yes. Or interdimensional. 
Also possible, yeah. Well, here, let me throw a, a wrench in those that conversation. Go ahead, Todd. Uh, carry no, on. no, you, you finish out. Uh... Okay. Uh, there's a... I know it sounds kind of weird, but there's a theory of the, the warp drive um, where it's uh, bending space and stuff like that. And Al it's the Alcabury uh, drive mm -hmm. that they talked about, which uh, the, the, the physicists came up with. But there's been some more uh, development and science in respect to that. And now they have uh, refined his calculations to make it actual uh, feasible with uh, not these exorbitant power source uh, requirements. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's one thing. And uh, they're talking about through the use of the, one of these drives that they could actually, once they get it all figured out, would be 10 times the light speed. The yeah, but the, the fact is, is that coming the nearest star system is several light years away. Well, uh, Alpha Centauri is 1.5 light years away. Mm. So you're saying then that they, he, he, has a, he says there's the capacity to drive at 10 times. Uh, Einstein, though, has stipulated that you can't go faster than the speed of light. That's relativity right now, is it not? That's, that was the, the theory at the time. Remember, we're talking that was the theory in 1954. Well, I'm stuck was, in the 50s, so. Yeah. But, it was uh, a better time. Uh, it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it probably was a lot better. That what they're, 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 they're saying now is the science has evolved quite a bit that um, – for example, they can now uh, hit a ship from Earth to Mars in in less than 40 days. Whereas mm -hmm. it used to take just five years ago, they're, they're looking at a two-year journey. Yeah. And now they're talking around 40 days. Mm -hmm. uh, again, that's because of uh, ion drives being developed and uh, a number of other, uh, you know, specialized uh and that's that's one of those cascading effects that comes with technology, right? Like yeah. what what you may be able to do thirty years ago, which would have been impressive, is quadrupled in a very short amount of time just through the uh, the increase in the tech. Yeah. Well, and if they have in their possession some of these craft, no doubt they've reverse engineered a lot of stuff. Oh that's yeah, right. yeah, they would have been working yeah, on this exactly. since World War Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but one of the other theories too is, you know, they're talking with um, quantum mechanics and physics now that one of the theories is, I think, is it through string theory that's quite possible that there's thirteen dimensions. Yeah. So these they could exist in another dimension, which is mm -hmm. beyond our capability of understanding for most people right now, probably 99.9% yeah. .9 of the people out there. I saw a good analogy on that one time where they showed a, an imaginary creature that lived in a two-dimensional world and everything would look like a line to them. Yeah. And we can perceive three dimensions plus time. Um, but beyond that, 
we can't perceive anything else. Yeah. Again, that's <laughs> limited by our own uh, knowledge and science and that we have up to date, right? Yeah. Now, here's something that I found that was fascinating. I, I just learned the other day is, again, through quantum mechanics and string theory and all that kind of stuff, is there's these um, parts of an, uh, like an atom, uh, like a quirk or a quirk of some kind, right? Quirk? Yeah. It could be. I, I'm going to bastardize this theory mm. totally, but... Uh, what they found is they take these two quarks from a, uh, or um, for the for the sake of saying naming them, I'll call them quarks. But they take these two things as part of a, a uh, an atom, and if they can separate them, and they can put distance between the two things, you can when it's it's kind of funny they can activate one to do something and the other one will mirror the exact same thing at the exact same moment, regardless of the distance between them. Yeah. Was it spooky okay. actions at a distance? Uh, I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, this is, so what they're saying is if they could get uh one of these things, like, like a series of uh, quirks on, Earth and a bunch more on, say, a, a, a planet system 10 light years from now, they could have an actual immediate communications without, without uh, a lag that goes faster than the speed of light, obviously. Mm -hmm. the, the, the change would be instantaneous. Yeah, it's called quantum entanglement. Okay. Hmm. You get 26 then, of those and you can just set up the alphabet. No, you just need one to cut turn on and one to turn off, just like our computers, right? Zero and one. And from well, zero I guess one, if you, you want to teach a, everyone binary code, yeah. Well, yeah. If you want to... that, You don't have to. You just put it in a computer and, and like we're talking in technically binary right now, right? It's all being zeroed and ones and everything else and it's being communicated across the internet and we're communicating that way and, and it's being reassembled to the visual and to the, our, our spoken word and everything else. Right. Well, I mean, you're just in the other room. So. <laughs> well, isn't it funny though? We were in school. We learned about protons, neutrons, and electrons. Yeah. And now you have to redo every, or restudy everything because of the, all the different sub atomic particles that they're predicting that exist and they prove that some exist and they have theories about others. It's every time they open a door, there's another door. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's they get a little further, but there's just another door. Yeah. They've got the, uh, the Hadron Collider over there doing some weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but if I had the time, and I was retired, I would go back to school and study physics because I think it's just fascinating. Yeah, it is. It's, it's really interesting. There, there's a collision now of physics and astronomy. They're using quantum physics to understand the nature of the universe now, and mm -hmm. it's quite amazing. I think that would be like these people are um, 
the new explorers. They may not be, you know, going, getting in ships and going wherever they're. No, but they're ground-based explorers, basically. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 a, a fascinating world out there, uh, or what 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 is? We don't know what we don't know. Yeah. Well, that's how much the, it is. Which this to is... fully understand that saying is actually a terrifying thought. Yeah. Because yeah. you know we we're basically blissfully ignorant right now. One hundred percent. You don't know yeah. what you're messing with. Yeah. Right. It could be absolutely horrendous, or it could be phenomenal. You don't know. There's only one way to find out. Yeah. 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 Cross that Rubicon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, and the, you look at some of the structures in the universe that, you know, pulsars and quasars. Like a quasar, there's quasars that they're these objects that are hundreds of times larger than our sun that spin at several revolutions per second. Wow. Sometimes a hundred, like in the hundreds. Can you imagine such an, like the, the energy that yeah. is required for that object to do that? Yep. So, you know, which kind of brings into the question as, uh, you know, people like say, oh, well, this is just a series of, chemical reactions and accidents and i i just can't i just can't buy it no no that's that's for sure i that gets us talking about things like dark matter and things like that and i saw a thing that was talking about dark matter the energy in a the potential energy in a cup of dark matter can provide the energy for the entire earth from the beginning of civilization to the to present and for another 500 years past that yeah you know like something like that it's kind of it's amazing um if they could just harness the 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 ability to uh tie into that dark matter or or whatever it may be so yeah well kind of and that's the what is the, the the argument between evolution, you know, and intelligent design or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. It's, it seems like if even if you're looking out in the world, everything is interactive with everything else, and as human beings, everything we need is here. It's like when you play those those silly shooting games or something like that, where you're, or treasure games where you you know you find a medical kit or an energy or food or anything. It's all there, and I think like when you're talking about dark matter, you know, I'm in the I'm in the field of energy, and right now there's this big debate going on about renewables and fossil fuels and what's going to happen when they run out. But I think we're going to see a breakthrough. In something like that, yeah, you know? and I think the initial breakthrough would be uh, through fusion. Yes, yeah, and I mean, looking back at history, that's typically how it goes, right? Like, you don't run out; you just create a newer, more sustainable way to generate the power. 
Yeah, like we went from the wood age to the coal age, coal right. age to the oil, and then to the fossil oil, to nuclear. Yeah. Right. yeah. There are di several different ways to generate power, and it's just a matter of time till they break through to the next phase. Mm -hmm. And for everyone who's like, oh my god, we're going to be dead by... Oh, sorry, was it 2023? Greta Thunberg? Yep. Stupid. Gerda. Uh, I pronounced her name. Gerda. Gerda Thunberg. Gerda Stupid child. I think she only has a future in Swedish porn. That's... Isn't that child abuse? She's got like autism. She's yeah. like eight years yeah. old. It's, it's got to be like some form of abuse, right? Yeah, isn't she got like uh, Asperger's syndrome or something? Some. Or... She's not. She's got an extra no. chromosome for sure. No, she's just an idiot. Ah, oh, fair. How dare you? <laughs> well, in a way, though, I feel sorry for her because she's just been used. Yeah, yeah. she's a patsy. But I also don't because she's made a lot of money doing it. So, fuck her. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're here we have it. We, these alternate energy sources. We have uh, all kinds of different things that uh, are potential out there. We have uh, the UFO debate going on right now. There are definitely some some things going on that we have to take a look at uh whether it be uh like you call it like that project uh what's what's that project blue beam, project blue beam, blue yeah. beam yeah whether it be project blue beam or, or or if it's a genuine uh encounter with um with uh an alien species yeah i mean no. keep your mind open like if a seven foot tall alien comes up to you and tries to peel your face off yeah shoot him in the face yeah yeah but if at the same time, the world comes together and says there's an alien threat looking to invade. We need to create a one-world government. Question it. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's Project Bluebeam. And remember, remember uh, Ronald Reagan referred to this when he was president about the world coming together in the event that, you know, some alien race, um, uh, you know, started taking over the Earth. And, you know, so it's always kind of been an understanding amongst the elite that, you know, if one way to get what they want is to create a common enemy, you know, they usually yeah. just do it with other countries. Yeah. Like but it's ultimately, a, it's a tactic, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you, yeah, you, well, Goring you even referred the to enemy it. And then give them a cause to unite behind, and everybody's like, yeah, let's do it, yeah. And then everyone cooperates, mm -hmm. and everyone gets behind the same goal, and things start going yeah. the way they want because they create the problem with the solution already in mind. Yep, Hegelian dialectic. And Goring yep. referred to that where he said that, you know, you have to make the people feel like they're being attacked. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know. Yeah, so that they, they seek out uh, security from the powers that being, which, in, in other words, gives them the power to do whatever they, they care to do, right? Well, another in interesting point is you have people on one side, you know, the aliens are going to save us, right? Which is kind of like a quasi-religious uh, belief, you know, of a savior. And yeah. um, on the other hand, people think they're malevolent. Um and there's other people then that come up with a theory that, you know, you hear that there's X number of different races that 
you know, they talk about the whites, they talk about the grays and all these other different ones that are present on earth. Some are good and some are bad. Right. But, um, I would be wondering if being that technologically advanced, would they look at us like ants? Yeah. Or would we we be considered more like that Amazon tribe that's never been contacted? Yeah. You know, not not quite ants. Like we're we're semi sentient. Most of us. Except liberals. (laughs) Right. But it's interesting that if they do exist, why are they hiding? Yeah. Ah, would you want to come down here right now? Well, I don't know. I wouldn't. If if you're capable of traveling through, whether it be dimensions or light years, whatever it may be, you're capable of monitoring the network that exists around Earth, whether from the internet to phone lines. You see all the stupid shit that's going on. Would you want to come down here? Yeah. Well, I think the amazing thing is maybe that, you know, if you look in the near the solar neighborhood, uh, we got the best piece of real estate. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. And, and um, they are finding other planets, what they call in the Goldilocks zone, um, yeah. in, in other solar systems. But, you know, they're few and far between. And um, maybe... Well, they do exist, and they do exist more often than they originally uh expected oh yeah yeah like they're they're finding a lot more of these planets now than they had expected to ever find yeah well there's that formula drake's equation where he used like absolutely minuscule percentages of the possibilities and then you take into account all the planets and everything like there's billions and billions and billions of habitable planets in the universe. Yes. But yes. um, Maybe one of the rationales why they're not really approaching us is that they're just waiting to make sure we don't wreck the house. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It makes sense, man. Yeah. And they're, you know, waiting for us to do something stupid and then they'll just come in and, I mean, after the fact, right? Yeah. Yeah. But in reality, with all their technology and abilities, could they even really... Like, look at it from our point of view. It's like the technology that required us or allowed us to get to the moon and the endeavor behind it. Imagine what the technology, like the energy and uh, construction and everything, resources that are required to build the machines that they have that could they actually have enough to actually control 7 billion people? Yeah. Well, if they knock us down to about 500 million, they might, eh? That's, that's a good question. Like how many of them are coming? Well, that's what the saying. I think, I don't think they can get enough resources or force to do something like that. Or they would have done it. Because yeah, the more they wait, the more they wait, the more yeah. the odds are against them. 
Yeah, but if it's a resource thing, right? And we just went over the fact that there's billions upon billions upon billions of other possible planets that would have similar, not maybe to the extent that we have resources. Why wouldn't they just go somewhere uninhabited? They wouldn't well, have to they... put up a fight. They wouldn't have to, to have any debates or any issues in the future. And even on their own issue, it wouldn't come down to any political standpoint from anybody else. Because, you know, regardless, you're always going to have those people who are anti-involvement in other life, especially when it comes towards the negative. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, 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 I just wonder, you know, there's obviously something going on, right? Oh, yeah, there's something. Now, um, you know, where do they come from? Are they already influencing society? Maybe this is their, <laughs> you know, if you were, if you know, look at it from a country point of view, look what China is trying to do to our political class, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trying to influence them and maybe they're doing the same thing. That's possible. That's quite possible, yeah. right? I mean, short of the purpose being solely to get like a serfdom, like a surf planet, you know, like peasants who do your labor. I, I couldn't yeah. see any other reason for that. Yeah. And maybe that's why Trudeau has that mark on his forehead. He's alien is showing. Or or maybe he's just getting uh, uh, Jagmeet Singh's has a belly button ring. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Are we going to really even get into that tonight? Just uh, for Jeff, I don't know. For, well, for, Jeff, um, for Jeff's it benefit. Has, <laughs> it has been broached uh, on, uh, what's his name? Uh, the internet uh, on uh, YouTube. Mr. Sunshine Baby? Mr. Sunshine Baby, yes. Yes, he and, was and talking about it. Yeah, he's talking about this would be a classic way for him to come out of the closet now that he's separated, right? Mm-hmm. And with that, uh, make all those F. Trudeau signs uh, now homophobic and uh, uh, what do you call it, a hate crime. And also to appeal to the, the, the people that support the LGB community and that kind of thing to, in order to garner more votes. I think a lot of people are beyond that. Yeah, it's like you know what? I'm not going to cut you any slack because you have an alternative lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the the only way to counter that would just be to lean into it. Just go full like fuck Trudeau. Yeah, just lean into it. Yeah, just keep pushing. Yeah, Yeah. don't don't shy back from that because if if they pull that out and they're like, oh, it's a hate crime now because he's gay. Well, I hate you even more now. Yeah. Just because you said it's a hate crime. Yeah. That's it. That's that's the only reason. Yeah. I don't care that you're gay. I and a lot of gay you people. You are. Like. Yeah. A lot of gay oh. people will say, "Oh God, please." Right. Yeah. We've it, got enough things to deal with. It might even go so far as if they do that to fracture the LGBTQ community even further than it is already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which could be good for us in the long run. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because you've all, yeah. you've already got a lot of people in there saying, "Get these pedophiles out." Yep. Oh yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, they've hitched their wagon. The minor attracted persons and the no, no, no. You you got it wrong. Crazy it's trans right, movement right that hitched their wrong, wagon. Wrong uh, terminology. It's minor attracted pedophile. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was using the term sarcastically. <laughs> like they cut trying. They're trying to whitewash pedophilia. Right. Yeah. How did we get into this? We're supposed uh, to be. Oh, bad. look who's in charge. It was my. I, it's. It's kind of my fault. Well, <laughs> what? Hmm? What? <laughs> How do you get the... my fault for bringing it up? That's what oh. I'm saying. As a part of a discussion, you're, you're... <laughs> Craig wanted to keep it light tonight. Yeah. Now, and and, and someone we both know is going to uh, tease me that I went on a rant about Trudeau again. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was, I'm going to throw this theory out to you. This is another um, uh, thing that came out just recently. Speaking about, we're talking about aliens and things of that nature. Was remember that one? They called it a a meteorite, but it looked like a long. It looked like a battle star from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, a mua mua. Yeah, a mua mua. Right. Well, mm-hmm. when it passed near Earth, a piece of it somehow ejected, and two pieces actually, and one landed in the Pacific Ocean, and the other one landed somewhere in North America. Okay. Huh. And then Amuamua then carried on, did a circle around the sun, and then left on a, a, a separate trajectory and after receiving the maximum uh, velocity given to it from circling the sun and heading out of uh, the solar system, it then on its own accelerated. Yes. And yeah. people are going, well, how can uh, an inanimate object after receiving its maximum boost from the sun, accelerate. That doesn't make sense. Now, no. there's a, a book. I think it was called something, Van Newman's uh, War or something. And I'm trying to think of the... Oh, yeah, here it is. I just saw it. Hang on. Von Neumann's War. It's a book written by John Ringo and Travis Taylor. Two very, very good science fiction uh, guys. And mm-hmm. in that book, I read it. I actually read it a couple of times, and I have a copy of it here if you want to read it, Brian. Um, in that book, some alien species sends out all these little, small, little self-replicating robots, right? Uh-huh. And they arrive, one of them arrives on Earth and starts self-replicating. And then its job is to take over the Earth. And so in the, in the book, it's the Earth fighting these, uh, these self-replicating robots. Basically, if you watch Star, uh, uh, Stargate, they had the replicators. Remember that? 
Yep. Uh-huh. I don't know uh-huh. if you saw that, but it's a similar thing. But all these look, they look like almost like bat wing little UFO type things that just attack everything and, and they're trying to turn the earth into its own uh, place. And they eventually, they, they stop them by using an EMP. And that's uh-huh. how they, they save the day type thing. Now, let's take that same scenario that after Oumuamua passes by and these two pieces of it left it and hit Earth. And now we're all of a sudden we're getting all these uh, tic-tac video uh, uh, things showing up and all these different uh, UFO sightings that are increasing and increasing and increasing. Is, are we in a Van Newman's war right now with but in reality, what uh, so? what what year did that happen? Do you know? Oh, the Mua Mua. Yeah, that's a good question. Actually, that, yeah, that just happened in the last. Uh, I think around two thousand and. I'm thinking two thousand seventeen. Oh, so fairly recently. Yeah. Well, let's just well, check here. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, 2017. Yeah, that's only six years ago. Yeah. And when did we have that Tic Tac uh, incident? With, uh, the, with uh, uh, Commander Fravor there? Yeah, with the USS uh, Nimitz. I think uh, that was around 2015 or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, and there's another one 2014, I think. That's right. Mm-hmm. So that wouldn't that, that wouldn't fall into the into the timelines and so okay so that's a that idea is out so forget that <laughs> well but at the same time um i forget the astronomer's name but he was a fairly prominent astronomer and you know he was a tenured professor at one of the universities yeah, and he dave, said dave was, what's that dave dave the astronomer was it dave <laughs> or gooper polly uh, no, it was a, he had an English name. <laughs> okay. Jeez. Now you're, now you're getting me all mixed up. And, but he said that the behavior of Muamua acted like a probe that we would send. Yeah. It wasn't acting like a, a, a meteorite or a asteroid or a comet or. No, they're not a hundred percent sure of the shape. Because it was pretty much a point of light from their observation. But they did kind of think it might be, it was almost needle-like. Yeah. And they it is confirmed that it did accelerate and they weren't, couldn't explain why. Yeah. You know, and we, from what we know about the mass and speed and and all that other things that there, it has to be act upon to with a yeah. energy source to, to accelerate. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Very, very, very interesting. So, and what better way to explore the universe than with, uh, with a probe or what we're using yeah. now on earth drones. Yep. Yeah. Or Voyager one. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. and, you know, you can, 
get in like we're looking at it right now for well look what we've done to mars like we're sending these sophisticated drones that can do work that um you don't have to worry about sending food or uh other things for life support you just send the mechanical vehicles i've even seen simulations where they have the theories for design of just sending robots to build a uh enclosure on mars yeah to to pre uh, to go ahead and do that prior to any uh humans coming yeah exactly yeah that's interesting what the hell we're going to do on mars is another thing i guess they could live subterraneanly and and produce their own oxygen with all the materials on Mars. So, yeah, the oxygen locked within rock and uh, underneath the the soil. Yeah, maybe steer a couple of uh, icy uh, comets into it. Or... Yeah, yeah. That uh, then again, you you wouldn't want to be around that planet when it happens, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. Oh, geez, we just docked it out of its orbit. Now it's on a collision course for Earth. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> or they could terraform with a couple uh, nuclear weapons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah using nuke the yeah. nuke the poles. Yeah, and cause a greenhouse effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the the the. There's no limits to what we can do, right? And yeah. This is for present technology. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of an interesting world. This is kind of more, I like this kind of science kind of on the light side today. Uh, we keep slipping and sliding into the, the little bit of politics every so often, which is, which is kind of funny, but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, this the science end of it. I, I, I still want to know uh, well, there's that story about, I think I told it before about Jackie Gleason. Did I tell you about that one? Uh, I think I've heard it, but not from you. Yeah. Okay. Back in the the fifties, Jackie Gleason, you know, to the moon, Ellis. That's that was the, the big comedian in, of the day, and he offered uh, a ten thousand dollar re- reward for proof of uh, that there's aliens, and he carried on as a comedian becoming more and more successful as he went. And he kept upping that, that uh, money uh, from 10,000 up to 50, up to a hundred thousand. And then in the, the late sixties, he upped it to a million dollars. And Jackie Gleason's one of his best friends was Richard Nixon. And Richard Nixon, uh, as we know from history, he got himself in a little bit of, trouble called Watergate and he's looking at some substantial legal fees that he was going to have to cover to the tune of about a million dollars. So one day, uh, Marine one, uh, Jackie Gleason gets a call to go down to an airport and lo and behold, there's Marine one waiting for him. And they pick up Jackie Gleason and the president is on the aircraft as well. And they go off to the uh, Air Force base that's close to Washington. And Jackie Gleason and Nixon spend the next six and a half hours at this base, at this one um, facility. 
Afterwards, Jackie Gleason uh, returns home. And after that, he no longer has that $1 million reward for proof of uh, alien life. And miraculously, uh, Richard Nixon has a million dollars to pay his legal fees. <laughs> yeah, I've heard this. I've heard the yeah, story Ken, of that Jackie Gleason claims Nick told yeah, him and then, or took him to see the uh, aliens. Yeah, and then his uh, Jackie Gleason's wife uh, wrote about how how Jackie came in afterwards and talking about he can't believe it. I saw them, uh, real aliens. I saw the spaceships. I saw this. I saw that. And he said he had a full tour. He, he saw the aliens. They're all the ones that they're there. They're dead at the time. But uh, he says they saw their spacecraft at the time. All... Were they alive the later? Time. No, no, they they still they're dead and we're still dead thereafter. I think. Okay. But uh, she wrote about that, and then um, that her uh, the people that interviewed her and and took the story was the National Enquirer, huh. <laughs> which is yeah, well, doesn't have a lot of. A lot of, uh, what do you call it? Um, credibility? Credibility, yeah. But anyways. Uh, yeah, I, I, I distinctly remember one. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just, just going to say from the Inquirer, I just also remember another headline where it's, I was a UFO love slave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was, was that written by a, a family member or no no it was just <laughs> i remember seeing the headline oh okay okay i'm sorry <laughs> or uh what's the the word for it uh, was was she a, a a swiss model or was she an alien oh uh, well i think she was like a hot chick yeah. And the aliens uh, had their way with her. That's right. It's like that. Was it Gina? You know, Davis it's a funny, movie? fun. Uh, no, no, it was actual uh, headline in the Inquirer. But oh, you know, okay. you bring that up. Some of, I've read some UFO stuff, and um, some several people who have written about it have said that the do the 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 aliens find our women extremely attractive and fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, some I, I say I agree with them in some cases. <laughs> yeah. Live with them. But um but um actually don't even have that here. Let's see. <laughs> but uh yeah. There, there we go. go. A bit of a delay. A little delay. A bit of a somewhere. delay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's kind of interesting as well. What else have we got in the the science fiction and science fact uh, stuck out there? Um, the drone attacks. The drone attacks. How in uh, this war, drones are becoming very prominent. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the or the Ukrainian war. It's, it's it seems to be a lot of the the 
Well, they say the Ukrainians are buying Bombardier uh, jet skis and retrofitting them as drones, packing them with explosives, and they're trying to ram ships. Yeah, okay. it's uh, it's it's the modern take on VBIEDs, right? Yeah, it's it doesn't cost you a man; it costs you a couple thousand bucks. You, you might take mm-hmm. out something very expensive. Yeah, it's just cost effective and smart. Yep, I I think this is eventually going to spread where they're going to see crewless tanks, artillery. Yeah, it's possible. The only issue with unmanned vehicles entirely is when you have a like a weapons malfunction or something along those lines, like a vehicle malfunction, that vehicle is done. It's gone. Yep. Especially it's if like it slips a yeah. track or something. Like, well, now it's just going to get captured or destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. They could have a self-destruct in them with a huge explosives. Sure, but now you're costing yourself several million dollars because you slipped a track, mm-hmm. <laughs> which <laughs> is no bueno. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just not worth it. Right. And it also provides another weakness to be exploited by the enemy. Yeah. Right. Unless you're packing that thing with a nuke, like it's sending it to, <laughs> to the center hey. of the country. So speaking of uh, future wars and new, uh, New conflicts developing. We have uh, the country of Niger. Uh, that's has was given an ultimatum to reinstate oh, their president. Is that how that's pronounced? Uh oh. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> I know you've been getting it wrong. But, uh, Whoops. No, Isn't it Niger? Niger? Niger, yeah. And apparently uh, they were given an ultimatum, which has since passed. And They've closed off their airspace and they're preparing uh, 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 to basically defend themselves against uh, one of the, uh, somebody that I, may come in to reinstate the former president or prime minister or whatever it may, or their former government. Well, interesting fact about Niger is that it supplies 20% of the world's uranium. Oh. Yeah, and I, I want to say I've seen an article recently about Wagner Group operating in Niger yes. as well. They are. Yes, yeah. they've asked Yes, they've asked Wagner to come and help out. So that might be their uh their new AO. Yeah. But uh apparently uh the US just gave them a little reminder and <clears throat> sent several F22s to to cruise their skies a little bit. And do flybys. You gotta watch out. They'll oh. send up a Cessna. Yeah. 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 Just uh, spinning out of control. Yeah. Another uh, another conflict uh, on the rise. Yeah. If they're they're supplying twenty uh, percent of the world's uranium, I think uh, there will be a fast. Uh, um close to this little war resolution yeah well yeah. france is meddling france is meddling in there too yeah it, well, because france is french uh was yeah it a french the colony, ffl i think was in there who the ffl french foreign legion oh yeah that's yeah, I, th- I think they were in there yeah and yeah. incidentally 
France relies heavily on nuclear power. Yeah, and 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 Niger is right next to uh, Mali, which was having. Yeah. That's yeah. where the French uh, Foreign Legion was. Uh, they were they were there for quite, a while. Quite a while, yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. So yeah, things developing. I, I kind of like the French Foreign Legion. It has a kind of a. It's it's got a cool history to it. It's a very yeah, fascinating yeah. Uh, like unit. And they actually tried to overthrow the French government at one. Point yeah, they did in, in in the fifties, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. What happened to them in the Second World War? That's Were they all in question. Algeria? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That, that's a good question. Yeah, that is a good question. And did they become part of the Vichy French after, or were they, or they stayed uh, associated with the Allied uh, war effort? That'd be a good question. A, a interesting topic. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, maybe we should do. We should start doing what we planned. Is a little bit of uh, a little uh, history. Yeah. history of world war ii and the 20th century yeah, yeah you could yeah, do that... things like the uss liberty and what actually happened yeah oh boy uh, oh that's, that's a surefire that's a real that's a uh, yeah. that's yeah that's an interesting topic or uh what's the other one uh there's another one we were talking about uh iebds delta surely two one sixers or whatever they call them uh, <laughs> boats with bombs. Uh, VBIEDs. Oh, okay, yeah. Vehicle-borne improvised what explosive was that, device. What was that U.S. ship that got rammed by that uh, suicide boat? The coal? Yeah, USS Coal. USS Coal. And that killed, what, uh, uh, several uh, sailors and injured several more. And yeah. left a huge freaking hole in the side of the ship. Yeah, they never really found out who actually did it, did they? Yeah, I don't know or who's I it was behind it. It's all Al Qaeda. Yeah, everybody's Al Qaeda. Actually, an interesting story is I I saw a few headlines where some of the embassies in the Middle East were telling their citizens to get out of Lebanon. Oh yeah, why is that? Uh, instability. Yeah. And you certainly don't know how to store uh, chemicals. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, Whoops. isn't it? Is it's is it's Hezbollah that is it Hezbollah that's in southern Lebanon or Hamas? I forget which. I think it's Hamas like, uh, is on the West Bank. Yeah. I think Hezbollah is up there too. It's a. Uh, one of the other things. Yeah. So maybe, you know, as Israelis um, are famous for when, you know, something else is happening, they use the opportunity to tune up their adversaries. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, we can get into a whole whole topic of uh, that kind of stuff right, right off the bat. But... Oh, yeah. I, what about American soldiers, 3,000 American soldiers going to the uh, Persian Gulf? Because the Iranians are seizing ships. Oh, they sent another 3,000 3, of them? The, well, in total, 3,000, I think. Oh, okay. 
are are they what are they uh like military as in infantry or were they uh i think they're marines marines yeah mm-hmm. hopefully they won't be in those uh blue, what do you call them green water boats that get seized by the iranians anymore <laughs> no no they're um they they sent two of the kind of assault ships oh, okay so they're probably going to be back up to board um, Iranian vessels that are, you know, stopping ships. Yeah. What a yeah. nightmare that would be. Twenty percent of the world's oil flows through the Persian Gulf. Yeah, getting in a shootout on a boat with yeah. like you send in sixty I'm... guys versus however many their crew is like that. That is just a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, and that the, be, uh, getting into a firefight on an oil tanker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no tracers, please. What? Oh, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd just fire this anti-tank weapon, uh, or <laughs> law rocket into the side of the ship. Uh-oh. Well, even a Ruh-ruh. phosphorus grenade or something. Yeah. Well, this has been an interesting discussion uh, again, first time back. A little bit more lighthearted. Um, we've been going for about an hour now, and I think this is a good day, time to, to wrap it up for us uh, here on the Canadian Beacon. It's been a, a, a somber but uh, lighthearted look at uh, what's going on in the world. And uh, when I say somber, uh, again, our condolences to Paul's family and... Uh, you always be in our in our thoughts, and uh, we're always there for the family, for Paul's family. Anything they ever yeah. need, uh, tell them. You just have to, you just have to call, and we'll be there. Again, thank you for tuning in to the Canadian Beacon podcast, and here we go. Thanks for tuning in to the Canadian Beacon podcast. Please hit the like button and share the podcast with friends.